this giant wall <laughs> that shows baby murder never came up before? <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dice, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Ian Whittington. Hello. And Danae Hughes. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe. Sorry. <laughs> Including dinosaur impressions. As well. I thought we were going with cat there at the beginning, but that was dinosaur, wasn't it? That's not a cat yeah. either. <laughs> that's better. Yeah. Maybe that's a, that's the Avatar dragon. The Banshee. Yeah. The Banshee. The Avatar dragon. I don't know. Listen, I haven't been to Avatar in a while. Then why have you got so many posters up everywhere and a little of shrine Avatar? to the Navi yeah. in the corner? A little Navi shrine yeah. going on here. Keep yeah. whipping me with your tail. In real life, we're watching Moon Knight, you know, and there's mm-hmm. a creature that appeared and it makes this clicking noise. And now I'm hearing that sound everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So. Nope, no, you're not. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Let's yeah. pretend you're not. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we've got lots to talk about today. So we're going to get yeah, right do. into it. We've got a couple extra videos uh, since we did the Q&A last week and we uh, had specific requests. Please don't skip, skip the CinemaSins videos from that week. And so we are going to talk about those. Uh, we aren't going to talk about the extra TV Sins videos because they're kind of the in the same realm as the ones we are talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll just kind of go through it that way. Uh, but we'll get into it. So we can get into it. Here's the Sinside Scoop. What's he building in We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, and how we felt about the stuff we are sending. In general, we'll kick it off in Commercial Sins World with a Panera commercial, uh, r- rightfully titled Chicken Sandwich, uh, because it is about, it is about a chicken sandwich. Listen, I love that you guys get to hear these stories because you don't know these things unless you listen to the show, but this is this is a great commercial, but my favorite part of it is jeremy showing up in the in our work channel Mm -hmm. chat having just watched this commercial commercial completely enraged at what he had just witnessed and he's like i'm writing a commercial sin right (laughs) now because this needs to be addressed and then you're just kind of waiting to see what comes Uh from it and this is what comes from it he was very upset about this sandwich like there are these these views into the mind of Mm -hmm. jeremy scott and this (laughs) is one of them where it's like He's just watching TV, just hanging out, you know, as one does, in a commercial for a chicken sandwich comes on, and it is the worst thing he's ever seen in the world. And he, this, it is, just, so it is an injustice yes. that must be righted, <laughs> and he has the tools to do it. Despite it being uh, one of the blandest commercials I've ever seen, it just enraged him. Yeah. I love that he came into Slack with that saying, I'm going to send this, and it was about like half an hour before someone replied saying, yeah, go for it. And he's like, I've already written it. It's done. <laughs> I'm going to delete it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, Jonathan, we'll start with you. What are some of your uh, thoughts on the Panera chicken sandwich stuff? I mean, it looked like a pretty tasty sandwich. But that could also, <laughs> <laughs> like, you say that. Shut that could mouth. also just be because I'm not eating like real bread and fried stuff anymore. Right. But yeah. um, it looked pretty tasty to me. I don't know. I, I'm really I hadn't asked him what specific about this irritated him. And I, I didn't know that I really got it from the the video, but it was very funny. Um, I love just the whole the question of Panera has chefs. I just thought that was. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, that which was is, it. I think that was the main thing. Maybe, that Jeremy yeah. was like, "How no, dare man. they but sound it's... like a fancy restaurant?" You could feel his 
anger with like you you know he has had so many panera experiences based on this the dirty place where all the the coffee is like how empty it is like you know he's gone into a, yeah, a yeah, many yeah. panera in his day mm. and been like really triggered by the experience yeah this was like the funneling of his rage i must just not have had a lot of panera experiences at least where i've gone in and sat down and all that kind of stuff mm. um it's interesting to me though the chef thing it did because that was something i never thought about until i watched like a documentary on mcdonald's and uh they were talking about how, like, at the corporate office or whatever, they have a chef. Like, they have a mm-hmm. head chef that, mm-hmm. like, works on, I mean, you know, I would all... I so. I'm just... I'm all, not... Yeah, I mean, you would, but it's just not something you think yeah. about, right? Because... And he probably gets paid more than just about any chef there is, you know? Like, <laughs> probably. he's probably making, like, you know, quite a bit of money there. Uh, but, yeah, he just... He creates the... Whatever the concept is, they figure out what... And then, and then they, you know, they dish that out to the stores. Like, this is... Mm-hmm. You know, they'll send out the frozen stuff or whatever, and then this is how... I assume all fast food and uh, chain restaurants uh, uh, do things of that sort. I know some have, like, a lot of sit-down places, I guess, have the chef there. But uh, but when you're dealing with places like Panera or McDonald's... And then you've I got the uh, the Taco Bell chef who's just like, now let's try yeah. Captain Crunch in our tacos. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Just, what what else weird? can I make that tastes like every <laughs> single thing else in the restaurant? Here's another um, idea. Let's just not put their food in the bag. Then they never have to know what it but, tastes like. But my favorite part was just the fact that they had to say, this is made with clean ingredients, yeah. which was really <laughs> funny so because dumb. when I was driving back from uh, Florida on Sunday uh, and or yesterday, maybe um, I uh, I went to a gas station and the restroom sign said clean restrooms. Thank you. And then I was like, we're like, so we're like on the other side, is there a sign that says unclean restrooms? Like I've never, I've never seen the pre- sign like that before. So it just, it interested me. And then I watched this commercial and I was like, that's hilarious. But, it took uh, Jonathan three days to get home because every once in a while there'd be a sign that said clean restrooms. Ahead. Yes. So he did. No. So he no. was like, uh, okay. It I gotta took do me it. a two. <laughs> 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 but not because of that, because I didn't want to drive all night. Um, but anyways, yes, those are my thoughts. Very funny. Uh, Danae, what about you? you? Have any other thoughts? Oh my gosh! Um, eat my ass. Eat my grass. <laughs> oh my gas. <laughs> then my grass. Then eat a dick, a brick, a stick, and a trick. And I just thought that was wonderful yeah. because he just turned into Doctor Seuss, and I I enjoyed this one uh, immensely. Mm-hmm. Like I think I've said everything else. Just my enjoyment of like his rage yeah. of Panera, mm-hmm. but that's one of my favorite ones because I did not expect the final sin to devolve into just vitriol. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, just pure vit- vitriol. Vitriol. Uh, um, I loved the special sauces, nope sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a super taster, that meant a lot to me, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Ian, what about you? Um, <clears throat> everything that's been said. Um, yeah, I do not want some strange combo flavors. The one of your coked up line cooks came up with <laughs> after a night of sake bombs. It's so great, and I think that's the thing. Is like, don't pretend that you have a team of chefs back there custom making this menu. Just give me my chicken sandwich. Yeah. I get yep. excited by secret sauces, though. Like, I, I kind of dig them, but I don't know. I didn't know that was such a hot topic of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got to have one. Well, I'm just anti-sauce in general. Like, that's just... I'm, well, I'm yeah, you one. don't... You yeah. don't put a yeah. lot of condiments on so, your stuff that's especially a, a sauce thing. where i don't know what's in it yeah like, i'm just like <laughs> but you can ask them what's in it i Mystery mean they'll not know. if it's a secret special sauce they're not well, gonna no, tell but me they'll tell you what it tastes like like they'll tell you like what it's similar to but the big mac is thousand island dressing right like it has to be thousand island dressing somebody's so i've been told by millions of people no it's not it's something but it's like well it tastes just like thousand well, island like dressing mayo, so. ketchup and mustard isn't it that's all it really is no, I no, I think he's right. I think it is a dressing-based uh, sauce. 
I can't remember how you make Thousand Island, but it is something similar to what Ian said. I don't think mm-hmm. there's mustard, but uh, there is something else. But and it it isn't, I guess, technically Thousand Island. But God, it tastes like it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's move into TV sins. Finishing up Squid Game with one lucky day. Okay. Uh, Cardoso Whittington script. Ian and Daniel writing on this one. So kick us off, Ian. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on the finale the of Squid final Game? Final Squid Game. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was great to get this wrapped up because we are eager for a possible season-long video. And once again, it brought the pressure of, man, we need to end this properly. So I was just really happy with how we ended it and the, the sin-off, sin-on, sin-off, because it just summed up how I felt about the show in general. There were moments where I was like, all of the sin removals! And then, oh, we're bordering into a Saw film here and you're yeah. completely... You completely burying the the good work that you're doing um but no it was nice to send this off with a bit of a bang I'm, i apologize to my team members i have mentioned this in many times but the the mvp of the entire squid game series is the um the schrodinger's sung woo sin from daniel um the 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 fact that the camera work is trying to like pretend that sung woo isn't gonna die we all know he is, is he isn't he? is he gonna yeah. die is he is he won't he um and the the whole point of that was to demonstrate quantum superposition mm-hmm. and that it just left him in a state of being annoyed and annoyed annoyed and annoyed yes yeah, yeah. it's, it's one of those beautiful sins that is an actual sin and mm-hmm. also stated in a way that is clever and meta mm-hmm. and also just has a killer punchline like yeah you know, it's like three for three on those things it's very nicely yeah, it's done a, it's a great sin but overall sure. the finale disappointed me a little bit it was that the final squid game is disappointing because it's just a clumsy fight to the almost yeah. death just it's a bit anticlimactic and a bit messy and you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Um, and then it just meanders for half an hour and really to set up season two, I guess. I guess, yeah. I don't know. The resolution wasn't quite as satisfying as we hoped and maybe it doesn't care. Jonathan, what about you? Um, so I, I, I've liked parts of this show. Like there have, there have been episodes that I've gotten more out of than others, I guess. But this was a really weak ending, I thought. I don't know. This, this, nothing about this really worked for me. I didn't like the final game. I didn't like the twist. Uh, because then you start thinking about like situations that guy was in and stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, and maybe he didn't care if he died. I mean, maybe that was part of it. You know, he didn't care, uh, cause he was already, you know, sick or whatever. Uh, but anyways, I, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't, and then, and then you like wrap it up, like with like the squid game, which one of my favorite sins was, where the show says that about wraps it up, and then the send is you think so, but we still have about forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we just have to watch him. Uh, what is it, Jihan? Is that the main guy? Yeah, Jihan. we have to watch him just being all mopey and you know, oh, I have all this money and I'm sad. And uh, can I change my hair yeah. color? That's and I change my hair color. Hey, I like the hair color change. At least that was the show. Uh, you know, having something being done uh, mm-hmm. because the majority of this episode uh, was just. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. Uh, I already did the It's the Final Squid Game sung to the final countdown. I loved that, of course, because any any Europe references I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the band, right? Europe? Yeah, it's Europe. Band. 100%. Uh, bleeping out Volkswagen Beetle, I thought was <laughs> yes. an interesting choice. <laughs> so fun. And then just the subway disembarking, just all that whole thing about. And then Aaron goes, or, I'm sorry, the narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes and uh, you know takes a long pee like from Naked Gun and 
is singing and yeah that was that was perfect confirmation that this narrator washes his hands <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly uh you guys pretty much mentioned everything that i wanted to mention i did like the uh correction what you meant to say was the attacker must enter the Bauhaus interpretation yes. of a squid shaped court <laughs> just making fun of the fact that that does not really look like a squid guys like come on let's be honest here um so yeah i, I liked that um everything was mentioned I, I you know the show the show was much better in the first half you know, that's the thing that's commonly understood to be the case, and and I agree. I enjoyed the first half of the show much much better than the the way it ended. Uh, all right, speaking of the first of a show, let's go on to Moon Knight, uh, the Goldfish Problem. This was a Dicer Whittington script. Ian and I writing on this one. Uh, Marvel bringing us Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke in Moon Knight. Mm. Uh, Ian, kick us off. What did you? What did you? Uh, what did you have to say about this one? Yeah, it sounds strange, but I love that Marvel is pulling in big names. <laughs> I know that sounds really dumb because Marvel is huge, but Ethan Hawke and wild, Oscar man. Isaac is insane. Like, on who a would TV pair show. them up? And on a freaking TV show, it's incredible. It's something that I, I love the swings that Marvel are going for. Um, I mean, we're one step away from Daniel Day Lewis and Meryl Streep starring in a Marvel TV not? show. Like, you know, it's just. It just kind of get to the point where it's hard to even call these TV shows anymore. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. I don't know what they're. They're, they're somewhere in between. Yeah. yeah. Huh? They're extended movies. Yeah, something like that. Because they're not quite movies either. I mean, they feel like TV, but there's some, I don't know. It's like there's some in between TV show Mm. and like, you know, TV shows are like Law and Order and like sitcoms. (laughs) And then you've got whatever this is in the middle and then you got movies. The Watkins ranking of TV shows. I think think prestige TV is kind of a phrase going around for this kind of stuff. But but yeah, I I, I think snooty. I, I, it is snooty. I think you could also argue that some shows, including maybe this one, would have been better as a two-hour movie. You know what I mean? Like, I think that could be an argument. Yeah. Um, so, so Falcon and Winter Soldier, one hundred percent. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So this first episode, it completely grabbed um, Danae and Aaron. Us three watched it together. Um, didn't grab me, and I got super, super distracted by um, Oscar Isaac's questionable or brilliant um, English accent, and I. <laughs> I now having heard four episodes of it, I don't know if it's good or not. My instinct is still that it's bad. I still don't know if it matters. It probably doesn't. But it has taken me probably three or four episodes to really get into the show. I'm now in deep and I love it so much. Mm. But episode one didn't really grab me. I liked some of the spooky elements. That was really, really fresh and new. I love the the characterization of Konshu. Um, the beaky, beaky mm-hmm. god thing. The hovering beaky. Um, yeah, love the horror stuff. But the first, like, kind of three quarters of this episode, I was a little bit lost. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think for me, the one of the main things I enjoyed about this first episode was there's not really uh, any MCU overarching references in it. There you know? still isn't really. Yeah, and it's uh, like. That's kind of refreshing that yeah. it doesn't feel like it has Sounds to play in that world. Feet. Now, maybe there's a reason for that. We're going to find out in episode six or something that it's because it's not in that universe or, you know, something like yeah, that uh-huh. or, or whatever. But uh, but as for now, I'm just kind of enjoying, oh, you're just telling a story outside yeah. of, you know, the big arc. Um, Michael the- Keaton's going to show up and say, hey, you want to go fight? <laughs> I know you've never heard of him, but do you oh. want to go fight Spider-Man? And then uh-huh. he'll be like, yeah. Uh-huh. Just better in this universe. So I did have a... a a moment during this one and i'm curious if this guys happens uh if this happens to you um so sometimes you just have a tipping point where it's like i'm just tired of this in tv and movies Mm -hmm. i've seen this enough i am tired of people getting a phone or a keyboard for a computer and hunt and pecking at it it's happening a lot lately it is happening so much 
And it's like, what is this supposed to be saying about the characters? Just that they're awkward, that they don't know how to use technology or, and why is it ha like, you know, so he picks up the phone and he just, he starts stabs at it, stabbing at it. And I'm just like, I don't know. So this was the one for me. I'm just like, I'm done. No more hunt and pecking. It's but the over. problem is when Hawkeye does it properly, we send them for not actually typing <laughs> the right numbers. Yeah, that's that is... true. Well, that is the audacity of showing the screen when it's that wrong. Yes. Like, why do you cut to that when it's that wrong? Uh, crop it out. Uh, yeah. Anyhow. Um, Danae, did you have words about Moon Knight? Oh, my gosh. Yes. So many yeah. words. Yeah. And there they are. Done. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Moon Knight was unexpected, and I was I couldn't stop watching it. Sometimes when I watch things, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of all the other things I could be doing, and so I'm multitasking. But this one was so unexpected that I couldn't stop watching it, which is great. Um, it did enough mystery sprinkling and um, mind-bending decisions that you're like, what the fuck am I watching right now? And that's really exciting. And without obviously spoiling, spoilerizing anything that's happening in the current timeline, it's still doing that, which I'm happy to say. Um, so there's like an element of what world are we building and they're doing that. Uh, there's a curiosity of the main character on multiple levels. There's a curiosity for Ethan's, uh, Ethan, what's it, Hawk? Hawk's Hawk? character, Hawk? which is super intriguing. Um, and there was a lot of moments when, when I was watching this, you know, with friends where it was like, what, why, no, 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 no. Like the whole like glass in the <laughs> shoes bit. Like we're all just mm -hmm. like, no, 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 no. You know, Don't and we're really talking to the screen and, and in, enjoying uh, what's happening and I really had a good time because this one did so many things differently, bravely so in storytelling, in my opinion. It didn't have a, it didn't have the same kind of like paint by numbers feel. Um, mm. And I know that sometimes like shows will feel that way, even movies will feel that way, even in the Marvel universe because they they've got their you know system down pat at this point. So I know it's in there, but I don't remember it at this point, which is really exciting because it means I'm paying attention to to other things the creep out value on this one too for me was really interesting mm -hmm. because i don't usually watch content that makes me like get anxious about what's gonna happen on the screen with creepy characters or you know like jump scare type type stuff so the way that the director and the the writers decided to um add in the uh i don't even know what you would call it the mysterious element no what would you like otherworldly stuff that's going on because you've kind of got like this <clears throat> like in the marvel universe you have creatures and beings that are basically gods on on earth and so th this series is introducing a whole new element of that on earth so um the supernatural that's what i couldn't think of the supernatural element to this and the way that they sort of paint that in just lightly almost in the background was really smart uh, for me because you're doing so much in episode one. You're introducing your main character, you're introducing the world, you're introducing the mystery, you're introducing the bad guy, and you're introducing the supernatural element. And I think sometimes it can feel really heavy handed, but in this case, it was just like little glimpses in the mirror in the background and, and then we get closer and I just, just like, Bleh! and that kind of continues throughout um, the series for me. But yeah, I was, I was in for it. Nice, nice. Uh, Jonathan, your thoughts? I mean, plot magnets. How do they work? Um, <laughs> I uh, no, I, I'm enjoying this so far. I've seen the first two episodes. Um, I 
I I don't know if I think I've mentioned my like just fascination with Egyptian culture and 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 things like that. So like anything, if you're throwing in like Egyptian gods and uh, and magic and you know just all that shit, I'm down. Like I it's gonna it's gonna be hard to like keep me away. So that part of it I really like. I also like how Kanju looks like a Scooby Doo monster and <laughs> uh, sounds like Venom. Uh, you know, oh, there's like, a back, massive yeah. Venom vibe. God, cut off his esophagus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, but I actually even like that. Like I, uh, I mean, you kind of want to make fun of it, but also at the same time, I don't know. I just there's something charming about like the the look of the all the villains yeah, and stuff. Yeah, or like even the even the um, maybe this is in the second episode, but even like the the jackals. No, there's uh, a jackal in this one uh, that, okay, that attacks the in the. Um, that's right. In the museum. Mm-hmm. The moon. Yeah, that's the right. Museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never have I seen Aaron so disappointed that the internet came up with a joke at the same time as him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I love, uh, I really need, we need a commercial with Oscar Isaacs in it so we can have all three narrators be thirsty. Yeah. Uh, yes. For Oscar Isaacs. <laughs> yes. And now that I say that, we might have even done a, com- no, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of Loki. I'm thinking of uh, that dude. Uh, we did a commercial of his. But yeah, I like that everybody's just uh, super thirsty mm-hmm. for Oscar Isaacs and well-deserved. I want to bounce off your point about the the uh, the Khonshu kind of character and how it looks. F. Murray mm-hmm. Abraham, by the way, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. How Correct. it looks a little bit like Scooby-Doo-ish. I really enjoyed that. I actually <laughs> talked about that, I think, in, uh, after watching episode two, that I felt mm-hmm. like their design of the darker character is a really, really good um, balance of nightmare, but also mm-hmm. just calm enough that like kids can still watch this or like older Absolutely. kids can watch it. The first episode, the way that this character is shot, you know, and it's really alarming, but then as you see Khonshu again or closer up um, and the conversations between Mark and slash Steven, uh, whoever is, talking with Khonshu, mm-hmm. um, there's like a way that there's like a relationship that you're learning about and the way that the camera angles are shot, it becomes something that you're just looking at like, whoa, that's really cool and more person, but it's just really smartly done because it's not too much horror and it's not too much like goofiness. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, well, you could say this is too much goofiness, but it reminds me of like later era Freddy Krueger where he was mostly just like, telling jokes and like <laughs> i don't know the reference but that's hilarious because you're yeah from nightmare the nightmare uh-huh. on Elm street movies like he just had a bunch of one-liners and stuff like he starts off in the series like really creepy and really scary and then by the end of it they're selling yeah. like toys with his <laughs> with with a child murderer's burnt face on it uh like no i i think you're right though because i think there is yeah. supposed to be some levity in this it's like like shazam i think is a great example of a movie that didn't do that well where yeah. they, it was supposed to be funny but then the the creatures were terrifying like they were mm-hmm. way i think they went a little too dark um, and i'm not knocking that movie that's a perfectly fine movie but i just i remember a lot of people complaining about no, that no you're and, right about and, the creatures and rightfully so yeah totally. yeah so no i think that's a good point uh danae i think it's a very good point um i hadn't thought about that um and then uh just the final destination reference was i just love the way that was that was worded <laughs> about i think i remember ignorant. this was in a movie but i just don't know what the final destination is for all these ripoffs that's <laughs> so good <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move into Cinema Sins. Uh, we've got four to go over, uh, so we will uh, we will keep it tight. But uh, wanted to make sure and hit the ones that you wanted to hear. So, The Eternals, 
uh, was a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's an Atkinson Whittington script. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Marvel, um, Ian, you wrote on this. How did you find this experience? Give us some behind the scenes. Yeah, I was looking forward to doing this because the film is just. Uh, I was one of the few people looking forward to it because the trailer actually had me pretty excited. I like the idea of it was a big swing going for all of these heroes at once, but it turns out it was a really big swing going for all of these heroes at once. Um, so I was really excited and doing this with doing big Marvel films or doing any film with Chris is really, really fun. You kind of, everyone is very detailed, but I, I, he absolutely loves the dig into what is the plan? What Mm -hmm. is going wrong here? What's inconsistent. And when you get a little note that says, fuck yeah, this is dumb. It's, it's a great feeling. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like the movie. It's it's it would be fine if it was an hour shorter, but it's just trying to pack in three thousand million years of build up and backstory. Yeah. Um, just trying to do far, far, far too much. Um, yeah. And I think this has the record for like the most amount of movie references in a Sims video in a long, long time. We started <laughs> doing. We had like one or two, and we were like, we would reference. Why does the monster from Annihilation do this? Or why does the bug from the end of X Men do that? And it just kind of snowballed, and I think I counted up, and we had about 36 movie references all together. I was like, is this too many, Chris? And he's like, nope, at this point, it's the joke. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. (laughs) I love the difference between Chris and Danae, because if you were writing that script with Danae, she'd be like, all right, we're stopping at seven. (laughs) Get it out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the references. uh jonathan why don't you continue with some thoughts i i will say i did not watch this video or or i thought just the writers are going to talk about these so i forgot to or i just didn't okay, watch the videos fine. for yeah, this no, 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 I, think I, I had actually mentioned that so my but i did review yeah. the script so i do remember the script was very good i just can't think of any specific sense mm. also is this our longest video it's up there. Ever- it is up there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's long. It's a long video. It's close it's to thirty minutes. minutes right? yeah, yeah, it's almost a half hour long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but clearly, length doesn't matter because it's doing very well. Very well. Uh-huh. So uh, it's good to know that size doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, no. I really I, no. This was a great script, and uh, it was it was. I don't even think I had like. I I don't think I even had a note like unless there was like just a grammatical thing or something. I think I Thank was you. just like, no, this is perfect. Go on with yourself. Yeah. Was, go go so on, carry, carry on. on with yourself. I, I think the most amount of time we spent was in the when we're in space and what's the name of the big god face thing? Kamshu. Oh god, not Kamshu. Kamshu. Whatever it is. Um, yeah, that sounds uh, right. Just how much time we spent in there where it is just, I'm going to read Marvel's Bible to you. And we just spent so much time in there saying, well, this plan is dumb. Also, Thanos. All of this is dumb. Like, stop it. But it's so fun, like, breaking down this, someone's yeah, this world. Movie, yeah, I, and I, I didn't mention, I think I talked about this in behind the, when we were doing, uh, uh, when we were doing uh, Beyond the Sins or whatever it was we called that segment. <laughs> I've already forgotten this segment. It was like three episodes ago. But I, yeah, I did not like this movie at all. Like, I, I legit didn't like this movie. Like, I couldn't even like, like when I'm watching comic book movies sometimes just because I'm a fan of comic books, I can kind of come up with reasons why mm. maybe it's okay. But like, no, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find any. It's the, the plan is so bad. Like nothing, and so nothing bad. about, nothing about the gods, make nothing about them makes sense. Like they can't help people, but they can invent stuff that alters the, that alters yeah. the fabric of time and I have no I have no uh like reference point because I didn't watch this movie but I mm-hmm. did watch the sin, the sins video and what I like about 
doing that. I know fans do that too, where it's like, I don't want to watch the movie, but I kind of want to know what happened. Mm -hmm. So you're sort of watching yeah. the abbreviated version through the lens of somebody who's kind of nitpicking it apart. I, I really did pick up on that too. Whether we're sinning it or not, there were so many references to things. And I think that's something that Marvel obviously has been working oh, like a decades of doing is like introducing us to a character and then building that character into something else so that by the time we get to a huge you know, material, but th that's what's mind boggling is it is the same people. Like, it's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like an experiment <clears throat> in storytelling. Let's just try this and see what happens. Let's just throw it all at them yeah. and see what happens. And I think like, I think it doesn't obviously work because you don't, you, you can't sit inside of a story long enough to develop the emotions that you want to develop to, to be invested. And so when you're not invested in watching, like, why are you watching? Like, this should have been a yeah. TV show. Like, that's exactly what this should have been. And I love the idea, though, of, like, I do love the idea that there's these, like, immortals that can't help. And then, so, like, they have to go through, like, thousands of years watching just mm. millions of people die that they could have prevented and they couldn't do anything about it. Like, that's interesting. Mm. And But they just didn't execute any of it no. well, I guess would be. I, I think there's a movie there, definitely, mm. or a TV show. Yeah. But... It's just, I don't know, it just, it kind of falls apart for whatever reason. Uh, Danae, did you have any further thoughts on the, the video? Or oh, I mean, I had stuff? some sins that I cracked up. At, yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, go for it. The, you know how I can tell this dude is sober enough to not fall for this? He's conscious. <laughs> just the delivery of that one was really, really funny. Not going for consent. No, not asking for consent before going ball deep. Uh, I was drinking something at the time and choked on that. <laughs> 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 I really enjoyed there was a sin where it was like the Ereshem or whoever this, you know, like mechanical God mm. is or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. The sin started with if this is true, then that means this is true, which means cinema sins is true, which means Ereshem knows about cinema sins. And mm -hmm. that was just kind of a fun like <laughs> yeah. if you give a mouse a cookie bunny trail to us just showing our ego because we're writing ourselves into our scripts again because we can't help mm -hmm. ourselves. We have yeah. fun with that. Um and then I, <laughs> I think this was Chris's. The I bet the whole neighborhood catches fire when you wank it. God, I am so <laughs> dirty. But that was another one where I had to stop the video and just crack up laughing. Um, no. I wasn't expecting that, and I didn't even understand entirely the reference, but I knew enough based on like the lasers and stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this script did a great job of sprinkling in like there was a uh, repetitive sins kind of happening, but they were all uniquely a different angle at coming back and just keep kind of hitting the same point, but in a way where it just kept getting more interesting. And the wink at one was one of those. It was like, you've already like sinned his powers, but now you're sinning that he's standing in this spot and it was just really fucking funny. It was really clever. And I really enjoyed this video. I had a really good time. 25 minutes went fast, which is good. Yeah, it's a great Yay. video. It's it's absolutely a great video. It's a lot of fun. Um, I agree with so much that has been said about the movie itself. It's such a weird one to do for Marvel. I, re I genuinely don't understand it, especially when you've now got X-Men and you're going to have to figure out a way to introduce a team of superpowered individuals who have different superpowers and you, like why do you throw the eternals in here it makes no sense i just yeah it's, the timing it's, was so strange it's after such a feeling a thing. bit of marvel fatigue and the big climax of thanos and everything what a tiring time to put this yeah. movie out it's a it's a weird one it's i won't a, be shocked if we don't see any of them ever again yeah, yeah. you might like, be right I mean, they've set up some stuff with whatever's at the end with the... Um, Discount Harry Styles. With, yeah, with Harry Styles. Game of Thrones. 
Um, yeah, as far as specific sins, uh, one that really made me think was the aiming with your <laughs> that was eyes. That so funny. Uh, oh, that stuff. killed <laughs> me. It's, it's one thing to have killed bad aim with a gun, but how do you have bad aim with your eyes? Just look. It's just so look great. where you want to shoot. It's so yeah. true. I've never thought about that, but yeah, me what you're either. looking at should be exactly what you hit, right? Yes. And your, and your laser should be darting around all the time. Like, our eyes move it's really constantly. It's like, it's such a... Kicked myself when yeah. I didn't like yeah, realize that. It's so good. Uh, I really liked. Hey guys, Kumail just got here and he's super effing ripped. Did none of you bozos tell him he's just the comic relief and isn't even in the finale? Uh, that was. Oh, there so was good. so much. There was so much press on him being ripped. Yes, too, and so that's many pictures. All I can remember from the build up to this. Well, film. He, he talked about the fact that when when he went in to to talk about the part and they were like, "Hey, we want you to play this part." He was like, "Yes, I Let's can get go. ripped for it." And they're like, "Oh no, 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 no." You don't. You don't need to be jacked. It's you can just show up. However, he was like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna be jacked. It's just like so. This was, was totally like his picture. thing. He yeah. was like, I have an excuse to get like in really good shape. It always That's like those great pictures forearms. of J.K. Simmons behind the scenes of Justice oh, League, where he that was makes like even less sense. And he's just wearing clothes. Gordon doesn't need to be ripped. But <laughs> so funny. J.K. Simmons seems to it's think just he like, did. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, hey, yeah. you got it in your budget to get me like a trainer to get me like super let's ripped. Go. Let's go. I'll take the nutritionist and the trainer and all of it. Let's let's do it. Uh, so I thought that one was funny. Uh, really, really funny. Uh, and then you mentioned the uh, uh, my brain is broken because of all the connections. But uh, also, Arishim is likely listening to every word I'm saying. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, all right, let's move into Prince of Egypt. Uh, this was a Dicer Scott script. Myself and Jeremy writing on this one. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. I uh, love this film. I think it's incredible movie making. Um, and I think that is evident by the seven sins we took uh -huh. off during this video. That's I was awesome. surprised Jeremy liked this so much. That's cool, though. It's great. It's just a great movie. It's just an it insanely is. good movie. Um, the uh, yeah, and the, the the comments are just full of people just being like, you know, props, mad well props done. for taking off the the sins and such. And doing the research. Um, there were some things also that just kind of a background in the Bible and different things were able to be helpful. I did look some stuff up to confirm some things that I thought, but the the places this movie changes about the Bible are very interesting to me. First of all, turning Aaron into like a foil of some sort is a really interesting choice because they were like, according to the Bible, like best buds, like Aaron was his helper. Aaron was his voice because of his stutter, mm -hmm. which also is not in the, the movie at all. Moses's speech impediment or stutter, um, which also makes the burning bush scene weird when God's like, mm -hmm. I can make the, you know, uh, whatever, which had to do with his stutter. But since he doesn't have a stutter in the, I don't know, anyways. So that's an interesting choice, uh, the Aaron stuff. Uh, is is a really interesting choice. And then the other one is the fact that it tries to make him killing the Egyptian guard an accident. Yeah. Which is like weird. totally not the point of that whole story in the Bible. The whole point of that story in the Bible is that he literally murdered someone and then had to find himself and find what that meant about him and find grace and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. and so just a couple of really interesting biblical choices uh, that the, the, uh, the Did movie Did you makes. have to research how horny the Bible was? <laughs> oh no i knew that yeah huh? <laughs> i i knew all the horny places in the bible growing up uh so yeah yeah if you ever <laughs> yeah. wanted the ones that the pages are worn out <laughs> yes yes hey do you know the only character in the bible who doesn't have a parent tell us tell us jonathan jo joshua the son of nun yes you got it you got it do you know who the shortest person was in the bible i'm so down Nehemiah. for this jokes. Nehemiah. yeah yeah i like it <laughs> 
Are we done? Are we going to do? Are we going to do Where the, the disciples? Play cards. There you go on the deck. Uh, on the deck. You got it. You got it. Are we going to get to the Honda? The disciples. In I the don't Honda? know that one. I don't know. Oh, the, don't how remember. do we know the disciples drove a Honda? Because they were all in I, one accord. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. right. Wow. Church of Christ Welcome School. Welcome to my life growing up. The best. Thank you, Jonathan. That was amazing. You're welcome. Uh, this was a, this was a ton of fun to uh, to sin, and we had a, a really really good time. Um, curious if you guys had any thoughts. Anybody have any uh, thoughts on the Prince of Egypt uh, I, video? I like the movie. Uh, I I uh, I did watch the video when it released, but that's been a couple, that's been a couple weeks, so I didn't write any sins down or anything. But um, no, I really like this movie. This was DreamWorks' first animated movie, I think. It was indeed. I think that's right. And the, uh, there's, um, I don't know if it's apocryphal, but it seems to come from a stable-ish source. The the running joke because it took so long to make this film, mm -hmm. the running joke was if you don't work hard enough, we're going to put you on the other DreamWorks project that no one is interested in, which was <laughs> Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, it's weird, right? Because you have you have this, and then they do like the Road to El Dorado, and I think Ants, and uh -huh. all those are really interesting movies. Maybe not the Road to El Dorado, I don't remember, but Ants is Ants. really interesting too. Ants <laughs> came out this year too. Mm -hmm. Uh. Uh, as did A Bug's Life and uh, Mulan. It's kind of an underrated animated year. Mm -hmm. But um, but then, yeah, it's three years later. Shrek is such a massive hit. DreamWorks completely changes, right? Uh -huh. I mean, totally. It would have been cool to see if this had been a massive hit. Like, I mean, it was a hit, but like be a massive hit like Shrek was. Uh, maybe we get a completely different uh, uh, DreamWorks. It's but, it's uh, interesting to think about that whole Katzenberg thing because mm -hmm. he was definitely yeah. the part of Disney that was like, let's get more edgy. And then yeah. to yeah. go to DreamWorks and to be able to do Shrek, like he, there's a story about Toy Story when a Toy Story was in development at Disney that he completely changed the Woody character to like this real edgy, almost more of a, you know, jerk kind of character. Mm -hmm. And so they did it because, you know, they were, you know, kind of listening to notes from, from the studio and stuff and it just didn't work and uh so it's really interesting to see him then go okay i'm gonna go over to this yeah. skg thing this dreamworks thing and then you can see it in shrek and a lot of mm -hmm. the, the other stuff just kind of that sharp grouchiness in the, yeah yeah, yeah. well he brought a ton sure. of people with him from disney didn't he yeah yeah yep uh any the other drama. thoughts on prince of egypt <laughs> super duper yeah, drama i've never seen this but i'm obviously familiar with the stories um i thought that you guys did a really good job of things like one of my favorite sins that you found was how uh the was it Ram? I don't remember the characters, but like grown up Ramses. Moses goes back and mm -hmm. talks to who Ramses, Ramses and they're mm -hmm. having a conversation. And like in the background is the mural that he was shocked to find. <laughs> and that's like their hangout place. <laughs> it's like you guys hung out here all the time. And somehow that shot, this giant wall that shows baby murder never came up before. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much just because there's something about picking apart the story itself and how it's not true to like the source material. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But then there's decisions that they make in their storytelling and it's obviously it's dramatic and it makes sense because it's you know impactful and you want the audience to remember that this is there but then just that you mm -hmm. could like go into that world and be like wait a second so that was one of my favorite things that, that you guys found but there was so many sins that cracked me up like the cast is all white to me i love oh it's so good um look at those skinny ass dogs where's the royal kibble like that whole bit was so <laughs> funny um the yeah. lead-in was uh sacrifices must be made and the sin mm -hmm. was like eating at taco bell which was <laughs> so out of left field for me but just like it was needed a little bit mm -hmm. um and then staph infection slayed me great job yeah 
Oh, it was great. It was yeah. By the way, note to so self, fun. take down that baby-killing mural before having <laughs> dinner. He will notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ian, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I watched this movie for the first time last year on the recommendation of a friend um, and loved the heck out of it. I was not ready to like it. I mm-hmm. was ready to actively dislike it mm-hmm. because religion. But right. this movie is great. It's so good. It's And I've, the first thing I said was, Man, if religion was taught to me in this way at school, I would have paid much more attention mm-hmm. and been far more interested. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, no, and it's just beautiful. The mix of CGI and hand drawn animation is so, so well done. It feels way ahead of its time. The cast is, yes, very white, but ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. the money they put into the cast is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just great. And I could, you can just absolutely tell that you and Jeremy cheated. By being raised <laughs> with so much knowledge in making this video, right, it's yeah, not fair yeah. that hours of research that us normies have to put into stuff, and you guys just have <laughs> it baked into your head mm-hmm. from from birth. Us um, normies. Uh huh. All, all of the all of the sins have been mentioned, but uh, yeah, the convenient sheep. Wow, this this movie has way too much story to tell to be bleating around the bush. Listen, Come sometimes on. the universe provides uh-huh. and I just I am the receptacle. Your mind, man. Mm-hmm. Your just mind. The receptacle. I'm just mm-hmm. so good. You're like I am just a conduit. This is right. the Lord right. working through me. No, there are some yes. like that in the bleeding around the bush was just one like right it's, there. It's right there. It's mm-hmm. just it's just right there. God wanted you to have that joke. Like, yes. That's <laughs> right. He was like deliver us. No, no. <laughs> deliver us from sin. Wait. That's right. Uh all right, let's move into Pineapple Express. This was a Scott Whittington script. Jeremy and Ian writing on this one. Ian, tell us about your Pineapple Express experience. Very similar to The Prince of Egypt. I was <laughs> yes. going into this film ready to not like it. I do yeah, they both like... have the same amount of pot jokes, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Um, yeah. Just one's clay pots. And the yes. Other is, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. You that's benefit true. watching them intoxicated wow. as well, which helps. Um, and yeah, I don't really like Seth Rogen at all. I don't like Judd Apatow. There is nothing about this movie I should have liked and yet freaking loved it. And yet here we are. I, I was 10 minutes in. I was sat next to Aaron and... I just kept laughing, and he was like, you good? And I'm like, this movie's hilarious. <laughs> like, why? Am I broken? Is there something wrong with me? He's like, no, this movie is good. I'm yeah. like, oh, thank God. No, it's really Phew. funny. It's America really hasn't funny broken movie. me. Um, it's, yeah, no, it's really, really funny, and I had so much fun um, writing. I think I surprised Jeremy with some of my own marijuana knowledge as well. We both had some very intricate sins about the construction of some of the things that they they did in this film mm-hmm. and some of the, some of the stoner logic that kind of makes sense but also kind of doesn't um and i think the only thing that let me down was the end of the movie devolves into a generic third act fighting cliche Mm. thing which doesn't quite work Mm -hmm. it's not quite on the same level of originality as the rest of the film um but yeah absolutely It, it made it so easy to to sin because it's so ridiculous the villain's plan is so it's it just it lands on so much convenience. The guy has to well, first of all, Seth Rogen has to be at the house when the murder happens. It has to be the same person that is dealing drugs to his drug dealer. He then has to recognise the the joint that Seth leave, Seth Rogen leaves behind, mm-hmm. and that has to lead to this one person. Like this film should not have happened. It's so so convenient. Um, but uh, it's it's great fun. Really enjoyed. And I can tell that Jeremy had been itching to write this mm-hmm. for a long long time. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I agree with Ian on everything, except I actually like the last part too. And and the reason is because I like these movies that like, like Scream, I've mentioned in the past. I like these movies that both make poke fun 
at something and then actually become like a pretty damn good example of that thing they're poking I fun can say at. That. And I, yeah, and I kind of, but I mean, but if, but, but that also, but if you don't think that it becomes a good example of that, then obviously, the, yeah, you I don't know, think the it works probably completely, but I, I, I see yeah. the effort, yeah. So that's, that's kind of, but, but I do, I think it is a little uneven in some parts, but uh, no, I'm with you. I, I don't care much for James Franco. I don't care much. I mean, I don't care much for Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. I don't care much for James Franco. I've never been a huge, like, what's the, what's the Danny, Danny McBride? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't I mean even Craig Robinson I mean I don't none of them like none of them stand out to me when I'm like oh I got to go see a movie because these people are in it but somehow when they're all together it just it just worked <laughs> somehow this is Greg Matola too right this is uh who directed this oh no David Gordon Green directed yeah. this which is also interesting uh because I think this was his first like big studio film I think I because I, I I feel like all I knew from him before this was like uh you know Snow Angels and George Washington and stuff like that. But uh, no, it's it's a, it's a really fun movie, and uh, you guys and these are always I'm always interested to how the sins are going to be approached on a movie like this that mm-hmm. is not taking itself that seriously. Yeah. and you guys you guys did a great job. I loved how you acknowledged the blowjob expression Bill Hader is making, <laughs> and you said it was inappropriate because he holds it that far away from his mouth. Uh, I thought the specificity specific oh, God, specificity <laughs> of that was uh, very funny. I like just. Just sending changing clothes in your car. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that just made me uh, made me laugh. And then I just loved it. look at all the fucking corn. I had a too. really good time with this. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. It kind of made me want to go rewatch it. Uh, my wife and I do though. Uh, one of the things we joke around about, well, like watching two. What was it? You can come over and watch two two seven and shit. Uh, we. Uh, we say that sometimes to people because we think we're funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is exactly the thought I had was I need to watch this again. It's been it's been too long. And, it's and fun. having you sit next to me and cracking up, I was like, man, yeah, I need to go watch that again because that is a funny movie. Um, as far as the sins go, uh, the worst motivational phrase ever uh, run was really great. Uh, time to pop today's zit uh, was was nice. A penny saved is another penny. I can shove up my roommates ass <laughs> while they sleep. <laughs> Just make stuff up. Oh, it's so good. Um, and then just the shouting. I never need to see movie characters throwing up. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Yes, uh, so yeah. good. So good. There was an interesting behind the scenes thing on that that we didn't blur the throwing up, and I was like, should we blur this, or are we being deliberately ignorant? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, at some point, we uh, our just entire videos would be blurred. Yeah. You know, so you just there is, is at some point where you're like, yes, there are metaphobics. Mm. You know, there are people who are genuinely triggered. Yeah. By vomit. Um. And we did end up blurring it because it genuinely is unpleasant. Yeah. Like we yeah. we really mm-hmm. don't need to see yeah. this. So, um, the uh, the root is out of the boot. The kitty cat got into the beans. The clam is eating the taco. Uh, just amazing. Just amazing, guys. Really, really, really well done. Danae, what about you? Uh, I've never seen this movie and now I want to, which is a fun thing to say. I really um, think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. you'd like it. Yeah, I, it sounds like it's, it's something that I would enjoy. I was just trying to think back to the time whenever I found myself kind of really giggling along to a movie that i was sending and i think it was um the one with uh, it was night and day i think yeah that one unexpectedly got me at a couple par- parts where i was like man i'm actually laughing and having fun is that one out oh <gasps> i don't know okay hey live people guess what <laughs> no, you don't get is. to tell anyone it is, it is i didn't even hear it to my parents said. okay yeah right. my parents okay. love that movie yeah i thought and so i, sent I was it just to making them. sure yeah. i was just making sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay what was the movie night and day, night and day. 
Yeah, we literally talked about that like two episodes ago. Thank you. Ago. Yeah, Thank you. you. We did. No, I, my short-term memory is not the best. <laughs> no, the video that isn't out yet that you're thinking of is... That's <laughs> right. That's right. Because <laughs> I remember Ian talking about his parents. That's why I remember. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... Um, so it's really fun when you like have an unexpected like reaction to to a movie, but this one definitely uh, seems like one that I would really uh, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, judging by the clenched fist that this uh, this girth makes this unviable, just the uh, when <laughs> that's in, I stopped and I was like looking at the screen, going, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's just like my job, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the CinemaSins yeah. fan base, where we're like listening to a sin, and then you pause and you look, and you're like, you know what? You're right. It's not very viable. That's a very <laughs> who does it from over here, and why is the <laughs> what? Why is it so the, the, the hand gesture, um, and that that sin itself had like three different perspectives on why the whole like uh, jacking off motion into the mouth, look with the tongue on the side of the cheek wasn't working, and it was just really funny breakdown of <laughs> of why that was dumb. Um, mm. We'd we'd called being honest about stuff. Listen, I mm. immediately wanted to make merch of like CinemaSins, you know, weed string called just being honest about stuff uh, and having like little like I just I always like my imagination is just on fire for merch right now, which is which is fun. Um, but that was a really funny one. Can't we just sell that? Can't we just make that string yeah, we could. and sell it? Is we could not- <laughs> if we can In find states, yeah legal resources. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then I really enjoyed the. You guys mentioned a lot of them, but um, you've. You've uh, got a great job where you don't do anything and you smoke pot all day. And then Jeremy just responds with Cinemasins, dude. <laughs> that just cracked me up. That was just funny. Good shit. Good nice. shit. Nice. All right. Let's move on to the final video to discuss for the week. Pig. This is a Dicer Watkins script. Uh, Jonathan and I writing mm-hmm. on this one. Uh, Jonathan, curious to hear your behind the scenes uh, thoughts on Pig. Yeah, this was really tough. Um I, and I do love this movie. I mean, it was like my third or fourth, uh, I think, favorite film. I think I have it listed as third or fourth uh, on Letterboxd of, of 2021. Um, I loved, loved this movie. But I've sent movies I've loved and you know and had no issue uh, sending them. This one just didn't have... I don't really know what that thing is, but there's just not a lot to grab onto, I guess, even if you're just trying to like... And it, this was really me just like making up a lot of thoughts and stuff like I, I was like, this is one of the ones where I feel like I really wrote a lot of like fictional dialogue uh, for the narrator. It, it was really hard to bring anything like I actually found uh, uh, into it, which is fine. Cause that's what we're supposed to be doing. But, uh, but it was just, it was tough. It was tough. And it's, it's not very long and um, not, not a lot really like happens. Like, you know, there's just not a lot of, not a lot of engagement, I guess, to, mm-hmm. to kind of pull from and send. So I just, I found that aspect of it really, really tough, uh, but had a lot of fun still, especially just seeing it come together and then watching the video. I think it worked out really well the way we went about it. Um, and I just, I love that we send uh, the the name Grogu in a, in a non... <laughs> yeah, in a CinemaSins video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Star Guess Wars. Who wrote that? <laughs> Uh, I have very similar feelings. Uh, this is like, sometimes you'll get a script and you'll be like, okay, this is high up the difficulty level. Uh (laughs) This is kind of one of those movies where it's like, all right, challenge accepted. Let's go. We're going to make this fun. We're going to have some fun. Uh, because pig is, it's a very ponderous movie. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's one of my favorite movies of last year. Mm -hmm. Like I really, really dig this movie. Um, but it is definitely a difficult one. So you find yourself just being like, you know, what's the worst sin in the world ever? walking in the middle of the road that's just the worst (laughs) thing that any human has ever done in the history of humans 
is being a person who would walk down the middle of the road. Um, the one thing about this movie that I think is a legitimate sin, and I think we hit it pretty well, is the weird underground fight club uh, yeah. part of this movie. It is it is such a it's almost like it's from a different film. It's uh -huh. like almost it really like, is. like the remnant of a different tone that this movie was supposed to have because it's just so out there and weird and it feels like there's world building going on there that doesn't mesh up with the rest of the movie like some sort of you know um john wick underground world yeah. building thing. it's almost like the movie feels it needs that in because it's almost smack bang in the middle of the movie right. it's almost like it needs that to excuse the pondering either side of it i was like no i didn't i didn't need that yeah yeah totally so it was it was a blast uh at the end of the day i think we put out some fun stuff but yeah that was it was definitely a high difficulty one uh ian what are some of your thoughts yeah, I didn't envy you guys doing this, um, especially after watching the film. Like, I knew my <laughs> reputation. I was like, oh, okay. But then watched it with Aaron, and I love this movie. It was so, so, so yeah. good. Um, it's exactly the kind of Nicolas Cage that I like. Like, I want this or Con Air. None of, nothing in between. <laughs> I want... This is the two types of Nick Cage that I like. And it was. he seems to be... He just seemed to be really digging into it, really just, like, genuinely relating to that character and mm -hmm. not doing it as like a parody or as how ridiculous acting. it sounds it's incredible. he's acting incredibly yeah. um and it, it's just great pick a ridiculous animal and it's it's a pig um but uh, you guys managed to make me laugh about a movie i didn't think you would be able to make me laugh about because it is so <laughs> drab and dire um uh yeah my only problem is that no one figures figures out the evil father stole that pig that's the only bit of the film that i can't mm -hmm. get on board with it's he's right there how did he not steal the pig mm -hmm. like that it just you should have got there a lot quicker um yeah not calling this movie piggyback was perfect <laughs> um the fact that kermit the frog isn't the lead character <laughs> in this movie it's how this isn't the muppets movie i don't know <laughs> i'd love to see the muppets movie version of this It'd they could amazing. do it um, yeah, the, the, all of the studios that are at the front of the film, and if you say you've heard of these studios, I will laugh at you and the ancestors that created you. <laughs> so brutal. I'm going to go back in time and laugh at your forebears. Um, and yeah, there are better ways to better ways to insult people than with bestiality. Um, Once you be go bestiality, bestiality, you never go back. Wait. <laughs> so good. Bestiality. Bestiality. Yes. Is yeah. it bestiality? It's bestiality, at least here in America. I think is. in Which, England it's bestiality. It never never well, never doesn't unnerve me when Aaron reminds me it like he knows so much about it. <laughs> it's this. a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why why wouldn't it be because it's beasts. Yeah, I the, agree. I'm the same way. That is why yeah, most people no. say bestiality, okay. but the root is actually best. Yeah. The root for beast is best. Like, yeah. But I'm with my you, mistake. Ian. If yeah. you say it's best, I will leave that in your domain. <laughs> Listen, bestiality is best, guys. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what other completely in context sentence uh -huh. I could utter other than bestiality is best. Wow. That's all I could I Cold can say. open. <laughs> no, that's a different. That's a different oh, thing. Cold oh. open is a different yeah. thing. Yeah. Good to uh, Danae, what about you? Thoughts well, on I don't pig? even know what happened. I started watching <laughs> this 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 video and then I got confused. Mm -hmm. I wrote down like one or two th sins. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, like that. And then I started watching it to try to figure out what's going on and did not pay attention as far <laughs> no, as like. You probably won't get You know, that. like I, I, I was like, I think what is happening right now? <laughs> So um, I have a lot of questions about what what is going on. I th like let's is, we're spoiling we're spoilerizing things. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah, of course, of course. This is a movie that could have been on the Danae does the deconstruction. Okay. Yes, yeah. it really could have okay, been. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so towards the end, he cooks for someone, and that person yes. cries. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yes. it because the food was so good and there was a memory tied to the meal? Correct. Yes. There's a memory Correct. tied to the meal. It was the last. It was the last great meal he had with his wife who passed away. Yes. And it was cooked by and Nicholas it was cooked Cage by Nicolas originally, Cage's character which originally. is why he could replicate it. And did the guy kidnap his pig to have that meal, or was that just something that the guy that that Nick Cage did no, to get back pig, at him or help him? This guy, is about the uh, the very uh, highly uh, the world of of truffle hunting. Right. Mm-hmm. And, okay, uh, I got that. Nicholas Cage has had to, had what a lot of people thought to be the best truffle hunting pig. Right. So who who died? But it was about more uh, than yeah. that too. But it was about more than that. This yeah. is this is a movie. I'm, I'll try not to get too. Oh, it's deep. about a ton of things. Yeah. Well, it's the the theme underlying everything is about loss and relationships and how mm-hmm. loss impacts relationships. And so the father and son is at the center of the pig cap- kidnapping. So the son is going out on his own and doing like his own foodie business where he's providing food for restaurants, and he's using Nick Cage to get these amazing truffles and his father has been like the king of that industry like forever and he doesn't want his son thinking that he's all that and so he is it's really a way for him to get at his son by taking away one of his sources of his burgeoning business kind but, of thing and then and then the irony of it is you find out the the pig doesn't even really have a whole lot to do with it so there that's what Aaron's talking about mm-hmm. with the it's all about the relationship you know mm-hmm. that's Nick Cage's pet that's the yeah. one that's the one thing that he hangs out with Back to the question about the meal. What did he cook because he cared or was it like a vengeance cooking? It was. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was like it's like that. The the scripture that's like the best way to get revenge is to pour blessings on your enemy. Kind of okay. Thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I'm going to show you the power of, you know, good food. And that will bring you to a place where you realize we can find, you know, peace together and you can give me my pig back. Yeah, and, and Arkin, Adam Arkin, who plays that role, he's got like this, like, uh, like I don't know, he's got like, he, I, I think Nick Cage is trying to break through like his barriers to get him to just confess to whatever happened, where the pig is or what happened mm. to the pig. And the pig just happened to die kind of or, or was it baconized? Well, the people who kidnapped it treated it too roughly when they kidnapped it. So it was murder. didn't survive. I yeah. felt really, yeah. and you don't see any of this, but I no, still no. felt really bad because when Aaron, I think, I think Aaron was in town or something, or maybe we were just on a Zoom or something, but we were talking about, we were about to start doing this or we were a couple weeks away from it or whatever. And Jeremy's like, yeah, I haven't even seen that movie because I just, I'm too worried about what happens to the pig. Oh, and he was the reviewer. Oh, I was like, no. oh man. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know if I should go ahead and tell him, you know, but I didn't. And, uh, and then he, he came at us on Slack when he was reviewing the script and he just said, I knew that damn pig was going to die. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, interesting. Uh, great job doing stuff that I don't even remember because I was so confused. But um, I, I did write the the one sin that I wrote down that makes sense. My notes are very confusing. Is the one where like the moment when Nick walks around the corner and he's like all bloodied and there's just a kid sitting there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the sin was sending the parents for not teaching the child that if a Nick Cage appears, mm-hmm. like you need to call for help <laughs> because that's so fucking creepy. <laughs> that's that's a super weird scene. <laughs> it is a weird scene, but I just I love the turn of it being scene. like that one of the childhood things that you learn is never never talk, talk to, to a Nick Cage. Cage. You know, like specific, yeah. <laughs> specific, yeah. specifically. No, yeah, that was great. Uh, that is such a weird. He goes, it's like his home, right? <laughs> like his, it's like where he used to live before he lost his uh, wife. Again, this is this is a movie all about loss and how it impacts. Yeah, people. it is. Very um, sad, but uh, but the kid's just sitting out back playing a drum, and he just like yeah. wanders into the backyard and, <laughs> and starts he's having, totally a conversation. Covered start having conversation. Like, and the kid's not like, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that covered in blood thing that that drove me crazy. I mean, that's the whole point of it. It's supposed to be kind of like a 
<laughs> like a John Wick kind. It's not. It's not like John Wick. Cause I hate when people say that, but it is in the sense that it's a man on a revenge mission, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. But it's a lot more. It's deeper. I guess it's deeper than no, it's it a is. lot more. Yeah. It's the way it's the way it's told is different than it would be like in a standard action mm-hmm. movie, like Nobody or 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 John Wick. But I think that was the scene too where I did the outtake from Hall- from Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, where he's like, "Are you a giant?" <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. There you go. Uh, that's the stuff from last couple of weeks. Let's move into the comment section. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're going to pick a comment from last week's content in the various places that you reach out to us. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Do it, Danae. Um, I think this was for the Pineapple Express one from Darby Smith, who said, My man said, quote, the clam is eating the taco, unquote. And I immediately thought, the things my college girlfriend said when her best friend was over somehow made it into the script for Cinema Sins. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> we have permeated your mind. Thank you, Darby, for letting us know you're crazy. Oh, yes, the college yes. girlfriend. Yep, yep. Oh, Jonathan, what about you? I go to the comment sections usually a little like on edge, just normally, because I'm just assuming, you know. The pig, the pig conversations in there were actually kind of interesting. Like, people were just basically coming there like, yeah, man, I really... I really love this movie. This movie's just good. You know, it was just a lot of it was just a lot of comments like that. No one was saying we shouldn't have sent it or anything even. It was just mm-hmm. people just having conversations. Uh that kind of like what I wish the YouTube comments were in a mm-hmm. in a in a normal world. But uh yeah, like Munch Kimmy 25 said I watched this movie expecting a campy movie featuring Nick Cage. By the end I was weeping from all the emotions this movie brought me. So yeah, Danae sounds right up your alley. Perfect. Love, love emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh Mollick says, I came in with a mentality that this was going to be like taken with a pig. On one hand, that was the worst choice because then the movie hits you with a semi-truck of emotion. But on the other hand, that was the best choice because then the movie hits you with a semi-truck of emotion. <laughs> and uh, yeah. just, just stuff like that. I just thought that was really cool. It was nice. Like I ended up reading like a ton of comments just because it was interesting to see like all these uh, these conversations unfolded. There was some annoying stuff in there, but for the most part, it was a lot of that. So I thought that was cool. I just realized that 
I I wrote another Hunt and Pecks in on the phone in this video. Yes, you did. <laughs> Literally yeah. both. How does that always yeah. happen? How do they always end up coming out? And how did neither one of them say Hunt and Pecker? I just, yeah. I don't, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. Hunt and Peckering. Hunt and Necking. Uh, I wanted to bring out some things that Dustin said on the Prince of Egypt video because gave a little more insight on some of the stuff. Uh, the staff turning into a snake specifically was probably because snakes were culturally relevant to the Egyptians. Uh, this is true. Uh, similarly, each of the plagues references an Egyptian deity uh, showing Yahweh's dominance over them. So the plagues go uh, up the Egyptian pantheon from weakest to strongest and culminate in darkness, showing dominance over the sun and hence over Ra, the Egyptian sun god. Uh, this is really interesting yeah, stuff. Cool. Just kind of think about it that way. <clears throat> you had me um, at Egyptian deity. Yes, yes. It's basically Moon Knight. Prince of Egypt is basically... Uh, the, oh yeah, the, loads of parallels there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, what about you? I just had a really positive one, and it was from the Prince of Egypt as well. And this was Barry Fraser. Uh, it's awesome that you can really feel how much Cinema Sins loves this movie. Sure, they do the normal nitpicks, but also take so many sins off and show they really did their work in looking at the original story. And it's just, it's nice that it's nice to find that line between sinning a great movie, mm -hmm. um, but giving it some dues as well. And it's nice when that subtlety isn't lost in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> and that was genuinely <laughs> the feedback in in the whole video, was that people appreciate the, the research and the care. Yeah, nice. Uh, Janae, I think is who we don't have yet. <laughs> Janae. Nope. Janae. We've... Janae has already gone, as has Janae. Jonathan. Jonathan has already gone. Did it's we all today. go? Yes, we've all done it. Oh, oh did it go? <laughs> that wow. is so weird. Wow. Wow. Can we go on to the nitpicking of the nitpickers? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Wait, today you still need to talk about your comments. <laughs> and then we'll do Jonathan's. <laughs> let's move into the nitpicking of the nitpickers of the nitpickers. We wouldn't want to nitpick, right, Danny? Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Um, actually. Oops. What do you mean, oops? Missed it by that much. Am I just going to nitpick everyone until they leave me? Ian takes a look at some, um, actuallys from the comments, and we decide together if the commenter was green, yellow, or red. Okay, so we have one from Pig, and we have, um, another one from Pig. Okay, so we have two from Pig. We have two from Great. Pig. Just so Great. There were, like, five comments that were similar to this. Okay, okay. And the conceit is... Pigs are actually incredibly intelligent animals. They can be taught tricks and commands just like a dog. In fact, they're even smarter than dogs. So I'd like you to remove the sin for not calling <laughs> over the pig by whistling. Same thing is actually true for rats, asshole. Um, I may yeah, have added the comment. asshole at the end. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought exactly the same thing. I was yeah, like, me too. I, me too. Do we? I'm sure pigs yeah, are trained to be whistled. This yeah, is all Jonathan's Jonathan. fault. No, well, he's such an ass. I, I, and I think oh, I, I tried kidding. to like. No, 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 it totally is. I tried to look up some stuff and I couldn't really find anything specific, but my main point of that, maybe I could have just, I should have changed the focus of the scent a little better. My main point of that is that movies treat all animals, like all pets, like they're dogs. And, mm. uh, you know, like, you know, like cats and stuff have, you know, very different personalities than dogs do. So that was kind of more what I was thinking, but, uh, but yeah, it came across more like I was just saying, you can't whistle in a pig. I'm sure there's plenty of pigs out there that would come to a whistle, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely a green. Yeah, sure. I think that's a green. That'll yeah. do donkey. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do pig. Um, and then I'm with our... Now, this is really interesting. Okay. I say that. I, it's it's probably not, <laughs> but this is sending Nick Cage walking down the road. Yeah, and yeah. This comment says, <laughs> I'm with our protagonist in the road. There's ample space to pass without being a jerk with the horn. And the dirt on the side of the road may be a lot rougher to walk on than you think, Jeremy. <laughs> Where are the sidewalks? Rural road or not? Pedestrian and other yeah. access will not go undiscussed. Now, 
do you think i'm actually with the commenter however okay, no. he's standing that on the wrong side of the road he should be walking as the traffic, traffic comes towards him yeah, yeah that is correct. at least a very bright yellow i mean if it's not a red because you can <laughs> still walk on the side of the road yeah, <laughs> like it's not why should i it's not impossible I mean, it depends. Okay, so it depends on how you want to look at it. Uh, if you if you want to look at it from the perspective of the other drivers, they should, you know, um, no, it doesn't depend on the way you should look at it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible choice all around. It, it like there's nothing it about it that's safe. That's the thing. Like even if you're another driver, like are you supposed to be expected to come up over yeah, a hill and know there's some? Always have yeah, but if you come way. up over a hill. And there's somebody walking 50 take miles per hour slowly. slower than Pedestrian, you. Like, yeah, take the hill slower. Pedestrians have the right of way is referring to like crosswalks and stuff like no, that. Where there's actually... It's not just crosswalks. In England anyway, it is legally. Well, listen, listen. Mm -hmm. Pedestrians mm -hmm. should always have the right of this way. Is, no, 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 like, no, no, this, this is, is true. But, true. I'm, but I'm saying you but there's not... You don't get away killing a person with a car. because No, 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 no you can't get away with killing a person. That's not what I meant. I'm just saying that law is more meant towards like where there are places where pedestrians and cars are both going to be walking uh -huh. and yeah. driving but like if someone walks middle across of the country an road and they get killed you're you're so not gonna get you're not gonna get arrested i mean like you're not gonna get no probably not but you probably that. should like that's Maybe their not. bad choice to walk across an expressway so. you know I so, so and i think it's a bad choice to walk in the middle of the no, road that's true Deny, please bank me i up. mean you definitely so like ian you wouldn't teach your kids to walk in the middle of the road i mean you I wouldn't don't intend on having any to teach just for that very reason just in case if you were to teach kids uh, survival of the fist <laughs> nice uh yeah i'd go with red on that okay so green for both nice <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't talk about the bloody hand in uh, in Moon Knight. Uh, That's all for that this one. week. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> oh, was that an Ian said? Not only was it an Ian said, I brought it up in the comments uh, when we were reviewing, and he was like, "Nope, nope, nope." And listen, in fairness, I went along with him. So wait, yeah. can we talk about this one? Because is that is that about how like the blood in the hand wasn't his own injury? It was yes, because he bludgeoned yes, people. Yes. Because I also thought yes. that when I watched that, but I was like, well, maybe I got that wrong. Uh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you all did. Everybody got it wrong, apart from me. His his argument that mm. the, the reason that I uh, decided to go with it is it looked like the the wings of the scarab were like a piece of glass could that have had been cut stuck him. in yeah, his hand absolutely. or something. And so yeah. eventually, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, see that. I wonder now, and I I doubt it because uh, I think we'd have seen it by now, and we haven't. But I wonder if that scarab is also a weapon, and like it will like. Like, because he passed out and then he woke up, they were all, like, it just, like, mm -hmm. flew and, like, went in all, like, you know, yes. like, Yondu's yeah, arrow Yondu or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, there you go. Yondu's arrow. Nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. Uh, let's move on to the Sinpository. History became legend. The past is past. Let's look at some statistics. To the library! Careful, Chief. You dig up the past, all you get is dirty. We insert ourselves into the Sins Repository, or Sinpository, if you will, as Jonathan probes the annals of Sin history for a video we can reassess in both individual parts and the whole. Uh, Jonathan, <laughs> what is the video today that we will be reassessing? <laughs> This is the uh, well, and it's it's fitting, and this makes sense why they highlighted this uh, this video in the news in the in the newsletter because this is another Nicolas Cage performance, mm -hmm. um, one that maybe some would question is comparable. I would not, but I don't know. Uh, no, but this is uh, 2006's uh, Neil Labute directed remake of uh, The Wicker Man, the which Wicker was Man. a which was a 70s uh, British horror film. 
There it uh, is. Directed by Thomas, not Thomas, something Hardy, Robin Hardy, maybe. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just gonna get that wrong. But anyways, <laughs> uh, just stick with it's it. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like. I mean, I think, I think it's kind of now more established as a, as a classic horror film. I think most of my life, it's been more of a cult following kind of thing. But I, I enjoy it. But I had never seen this. I'd never seen the remake because I'd heard so much bad stuff about it. And, um, and I'd heard people say some say it was so bad it was good. But like that never really interests me. So. Uh, I just chose not to watch it, even though I love Nicolas Cage. So I watched it yesterday just so I could actually know what the hell I was talking about. I actually ended up purchasing it, um, as I mentioned on to everybody on Slack, because mm-hmm. it was only a $2 difference. And nice. I just I was just like, well, for two more dollars, now I now I kind of want to pretend like my kid accidentally ordered it. So maybe I get my <laughs> money back. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so yeah, so this was directed by Neil Butte. This was in 2006. Uh, Neil Labute, if anybody doesn't really know him now, he was a uh, late nineties. He made a couple of big independent films in the company of men and your friends and neighbors, which I recommend checking out both of those. Uh, then he got a couple of like modestly budgeted studio films, nurse Betty and possession. They didn't do very well. Uh, so I'm really confused as to why somebody was like, here's $40 million do the, do remake the wicker man. So bizarre. Uh, yeah. But he did, uh, since then, maybe he's most well known. He did Lakeview Terrace. Uh, like in 2010, I think. And then uh, Death at a Funeral, which was a remake, I believe, also of a British film. Uh, or maybe that was the British film. I, I can't remember. But uh, he hasn't directed anything since 2015. Or at least he doesn't have any credits since 2015. Uh, but anyways, um, so this film grossed $39 million on a $40 million oh, budget. no. And only 26.3 of that was in the U.S. So oh. uh, it was released September 1st of 20, 2006. It finished 107th. At the domestic Yikes, box I office it did that way year, better than that. Wow! Yeah, that is a slightly surprise. above the Rennie Harlan classic, The Covenant, and uh, <laughs> a, yeah, that was a joke. And a little below uh, the documentary, uh, An Inconvenient Truth, uh, the Al Gore thing, which I, I didn't realize that made as much money as it did. But, so, uh, an Inconvenient Truth made more than The Wicker the Wicker Man. Man. I remember no, it made the Inconvenient uh, Truth. It made a little. Wait, did I say that right? Hold on a second. Maybe I heard it wrong. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I'm not going to go look. I think I might have had that wrong. I think the Covenant was above it and Inconvenient Truth was right below it, okay. but I could be wrong. Either way, it was in between those two. Uh, this was also not a great year. I I, uh, I have the top, uh, the top 10 was a lot of movies I didn't care for personally. So I was kind of, I didn't remember this year being that bad. I was surprised though. Pursuit of Happiness was number 10. Um, I didn't realize that was as big of a hit as it was. The Will Smith, Jaden mm-hmm. Smith. Uh, drama. Uh, well, that was and there's be not his a big lot of Oscar movie, wasn't it? Back in the day, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess I just didn't know. I didn't know it was that big of a hit at the box office. Makes you think like King Richard probably would have been in a year uh, where everybody's going to the theater. That probably would have been huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, but uh, I don't know. It's interesting. We just don't get a lot of adult dramas in the box office top ten anymore. So I'm always fascinated no, uh, when I slaps. see one that is. I don't like to really talk about the Golden Raspberries because I think that's kind of shit. But uh, it this was nominated for five. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it, it lost all of them, by the way. So I guess some some things were considered cool. worse. But one of the nominations was for worst on-screen couple. And the, the, the couple was Nicolas Cage and his bear suit. Uh, that was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and for the record, lost to Sean and Marlon Wayans in Little Man. Wow. Uh, if anybody doesn't remember what that is, I think it's Marlon Wayans is supposed to be a, is pretending to be a baby because he's a very oh, small man. Oh, no, I remember that. It's creepy as heck. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it is. I've never watched it, but I do remember the trailers for it. And I was like, there's nothing about this that seems right. Nope. Uh, the uh, the original director, just a little trivia, the original director uh, hired lawyers to make Warner Brothers remove his name from any of the promotional material. The guy who directed the original film. Wow. Oh, uh, that's amazing. And uh, the scene with the bees and the burned doll, you may have Not seen a bunch because those have become internet memes. Uh, pretty popular ones. Uh, you see them pop up every now and then. As far as the CinemaSense info, uh, this video was released on YouTube April 14th, 2016. Uh, the description is The Wicker Man, a movie you actually understand better before you watch it. Sinful as crap. <laughs> uh, nice. Right now, it stands at a little over 2.5 million views. Uh, that week's releases, because I'm always curious what we were tying into, that week's mm-hmm. releases in 2016 were The Jungle Book, The John Favreau, uh, Barbershop, The Final Cut, Criminal, and Green Room. Just like... I kind of miss having weekends like that, by the way, where just these four random movies get yeah. dropped. <laughs> but I don't think we were tying into anything, so I'm not I'm not sure what the actual doesn't feel like a tentpole. No, no, no it doesn't feel like a tentpole. Um, I, I if you I'll let you guys talk about sins if you want, but the couple things I mentioned were uh, B murder. This will become important later. I just thought that was funny as mm-hmm. hell. And uh, there's this scene where Nicolas Cage is supposed to be hiding, but he's like not at all. It's the weirdest thing. And the sense says anyone looking can see Edward, but I think he believes this is a good hiding place. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane. Uh, yeah. And then I did I did I read some of the comments. My favorite comment was "You missed a sin." And the final shot when the burning head fell, it was clearly empty. Also, it's cage in a cage, cageception. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, that was from G five five six two, which that made nice. me think of the Andy Samberg. The uh, <laughs> what's that called where he did the the weekend update where he was Nicolas Cage? It was mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and, and he would Nicholas talk Cage to another actor. Him. Yeah, yeah, and then that one time they actually had Nicolas Cage come on. Yeah, and uh, talk, I don't know. Anyways, sorry, that's a whole other thing. But it's yeah, amazing. no, it was. Uh, this was fun to revisit. Not so much fun to watch the movie, but it was definitely fun uh, <laughs> sorry, watching the Sun's video. Yeah, uh, Ian, any thoughts on going back to the Wicker Man video? Um, I like the original movie. I dislike mm-hmm. the new one. I forgot to watch the Sun's video. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Danae, did you go back and watch uh, the Wicker Man video? Have anything to change in it or say about it? I've never seen this movie before, and I also forgot to watch the Sins video. Okay, <laughs> new segment going well, guys. <laughs> going, going well. Listen, I, we had so much so content to watch this, watch week. this week. I we was did. like, oh, what? I knew I forgot something, and, and I yeah, I got nothing. And we're all just getting back from vacations. Yeah, and it's, I the Sins video was amazing. Yes, me too, as I also forgot to go back and watch Well, I'm glad I mentioned a couple of sins. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was to just be fair, like, I forgot yeah. to ask Chris and Jeremy if they remembered anything we about it. We were all it. on the same email trail and clearly <laughs> yeah. just thought, Jonathan's got this. Right, Jonathan's got this. this I totally forgot this. there was like our portion of this where out. we go like watch it in kind of hindsight and think about how it's different. That's the whole I point. Did, the whole point is we go back and watch yeah. it and we like look rewrite at a sin and go, would well, we rewrite this today? Wow, guys. I highly recommend watching it. It's Are very we going to leave video. this in the final episode of I our guess, podcast? Listen, this is just a failure yeah, of our group. Be, we can be the kind of people who own up to our own. What we need to do um, is be like, hey, if you want to rewrite a sin, oh, lovely podcast listeners, <laughs> please do. we're going to be talking about old school Wicker Man. Let us know what you would do. And then we could just read theirs for God's right, sakes. Right. Let's right, do that from right, now on. Right. If I you just, could rewrite BTS as well and get us some new hosts, that would be awesome. Yeah, I love, I love the comments are just like, solid job, game. <laughs> good, good solid yeah. job. Nice, <laughs> Live hey. audience is not a <laughs> 
I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure I did what I was. You did great. To do. You uh, are the MVP. Just uh, wow, guys. Uh, it sounds like, <laughs> like as I'm reading the, the comments, winner. it sounds like there's some really funny jokes yeah. in this video. <laughs> there is amazing. It's it's hilarious. The uh, the mommy do non blonde people go to heaven? Of course not, sweetie. Now pose for this stock photo. Uh, really, really hilarious part. Not the bees team of the. Of I the also video. there's a there's an actress who plays uh, plays the woman that Nicolas Cage is going to the island to help. And uh, she was also in. She has. She has been. In, I mean, she's been in other stuff. But like, she was also in Flight Plan. She was like a stewardess and, oh, and that's a crazy. flight attendant. Uh, Jodie Whittaker. Flight Plan. She. Not she Jodie like Whittaker. These, Dang it was it. not Jodie, Jodie Whittaker. Foster. Jodie Foster. It was not. Jo- yeah, Jodie Foster's in Flight yes. Plan. But this actress was like a flight attendant yeah, in that yeah, movie. Yeah. And there's a sin basically saying that because the whole reason he goes to the island is because he's looking for a missing child, and then mm-hmm. that's also the thing for Flight Plan. So it says this actress in the 2000s was specifically in film. <laughs> Where somebody was looking for a child that no one else thinks exists. And they said, okay, well, Flight Plan's the only other one I can think of. But I still think that's a sin or something like that. Oh, yeah, the fact that two exist is wild. (laughs) And that same person is in them. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Crazy. Congratulations to all all of us uh, for just letting Jonathan down. (laughs) Uh, No, you're fine. We're just figuring it out, guys. We are just figuring it out. I've known you guys for years now. There's other things that you let me down on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, that is going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Got anything you want to send us? Mail it to us at P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at Witsend. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, Danae Hughes, someone else who didn't watch the Wicker Man video, and myself, <laughs> we will see you next week. Happy Biological Clock Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. There's nothing people want to hear more than uh, more of Ian and I's uh, post-whatever voice thing oh, we have going on now. Florida fugue. Yeah. <clears throat> What's going on? We are both sick. <laughs> Oh, did Still. you get whatever Danae had? Um, a I don't mild think version, so. perhaps? I don't know. Very I, mild. She I was nearly hospitalized. So. I mean, we, we all have different stuff. Like, I've, the only thing I well, have is my throat is closing up. Mm-hmm. That's like... Oh. <coughs> yeah, because whatever that flu bug or whatever that's going around is supposed to be nasty as hell. Mm. Right, yeah, it's called COVID, Jonathan. It's been with us for two years. <laughs> awesome things happened at Cheer. Yeah. Congrats, yes. you're well done. Yeah, that was very cool. First place, yo, get it. Yeah, in her division, there were like 18 teams. That's amazing. It was really awesome. Well, I bet she's hooked now. Like, good, oh, good luck uh-huh. ever getting her out of cheer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She loves dance, too, so we'll see what happens. But That's a great gonna thing have to morph it into, for sure. She's going to have to pick one, probably, because competition seasons, uh, they mm-hmm. they interact with each other, mm-hmm. so it's impossible to do both. She's going to do school cheer for sure next year, because she's already been invited to be on the school I team. I would so. hope so. <laughs> I think multiple schools are inviting her. It is more of a modern thing where it's like, pick your one extracurricular activity, and it's all you do outside Commit. of school. Commit. Yeah. Just like it's, go hard at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't care if she does. She can do... We've always let her do as much as she wanted, but it, when you get into this level of competition, oh, for it's sure. just the schedules. Yeah. If they're in the same season, it doesn't... Yeah. You just can't do it. Yeah. Because it's not like she cannot go to a cheer competition because she's part of the team, and 
that that kind of goes for dance competition too in her you know non solo stuff. Yeah, I imagine it's like having four kids and then putting them on different paths and then just really backing the one that's good at what they do <laughs> and then just writing off the other three. You mean like the Williams sisters? <laughs> like- yeah, essentially. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, our kids all decided to do the exact same extra- extracurricular. So that's nice. cool. Oh, tennis? tennis? No, well, our last is the only one that played tennis. So oh, right, the, okay. the others are all out of the house now. But uh, no, they all did uh, marching band. Oh, of course and they then, did. Like, uh, yeah. you know. Oh, and they were in the same marching band. <clears> same I would marching assume, band, so. same math club, same. Same uh, pizza joint. <laughs> he worked at the exact same pizza store. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like my oldest son didn't realize he was setting the course for all three of his <laughs> his younger brothers. No pressure. That's just Aaron optimizing things. <laughs> That's right. I <laughs> like, made it happen. Don't try way. something new. No. Just, no. just this one. Learn, learn from this one's mistakes. I got really annoyed when I was at school back on the band thing because yeah. I really, really super duper wanted to learn an instrument. Mm-hmm. And you had to try out to learn an instrument. Wait, was, what? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. Because there were so many people that wanted to do it. So I went for three instruments. There was the violin, mm-hmm. the French horn, and the clarinet. Because mm-hmm. eventually I wanted to get into the saxophone. And I failed all three. <laughs> oh, no. Like, the guy gave me the violin and said, here's how you hold it. Here's the bow. And then just try and play it for me. Just try and uh-huh. do some do some motions. And I did. And no shit, it sounded terrible. And I was like... Was are you looking for some innate ability that I already? Yeah. The fuck? Are you just looking for your job to be as easy as possible? Like if you already can play the violin, I don't need to teach you. It's interesting, right? Because there is an element of that with sports, right? Where you try out for the sports team. It's not like you go on a sports team to learn how to play the sport. Yeah. You try out, so there is a level of excellence. So but an instrument, I assumed it was. Oh, you showed an interest in this? Yeah, let's let's How let's old were you? What that. year was that? This was uh, eleven. I would have been eleven or twelve. Okay, is that like the maybe younger? Because he around that. Because here, if you're if you want to play in the band when you're like in grade school, like you know years one through five, like yeah. you just play in the band and that's where you learn and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But if you come to it later, maybe I don't know. I've actually I, see. I went to a small school, and I don't know if this is it, but everybody could be in the band. Whoever yeah, wanted to, I've now, never you had, might not. I've never heard of band tryouts. It just seemed like a bizarre yeah. way to penalize me. I mean, I did okay on trumpet for a couple of years, but I I kind of self taught piano a little bit. I don't know that I could play now, but piano made sense to me, and like I could read music, but like mm. but that's what I, mean, I tried up. to play guitar, and that was miserable. Like I couldn't. I like I I have no hand coordination for that. <laughs> you kind of kind of need that for piano as well. Oh, yeah, but I guess it's different. I don't know. I mean, I it's guess more it's plunky. like just, yeah. Like I like if you can type on a keyboard, like I think you can like figure out piano. Like I mean, that's just kind of how your hands move. Yeah, um, they, it's different. Yeah. No, I get that. But different instruments need different levels of finger dexterity. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. One well, like guitar, you've got to have you've got to have the one hand. Is, yeah. You got to be able wrong? to mangle your hand uh-huh. to play guitar. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were shaking no, your head. No, just my like giant fingers can never play guitar. <laughs> no, that's you know. Oh, that might be my problem. <laughs> giant fingers. Yeah. Uh, we introduced Ian to pop star Never Stop Never Stop. Oh my god! Oh my god! That film's great. It's so good. It is amazing. It's a great parody, it, and it it holds up. Like you could release that today, and it makes the, well. And the even songs are ridiculous, but they're just close enough mm-hmm. yeah huh and like and sandberg's so good at like playing that yeah sandberg's pretty underrated i think as an I, actor I agree. like i think, I think so too yeah i, I think agree. he's an amazing comedic actor and uh i mean he got brooklyn 99 it's not like he hadn't done anything but like i just i feel like he could easily 
be a movie star in that sense, mm-hmm. like do probably, some really great comedies. Probably the best penis scene in the history of cinema. Yeah. Like, I agree. Yeah. so yeah. funny. It's so funny. I'm going to slurp it up. <laughs> <laughs> this right here is what it's all about, man. <laughs> this right here. Oh, my goodness. And he actually signs it. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that. Yeah. He holds it so daintily. He does a little napkin. Just... <laughs> I love Justin Timberlake. There, he's like, "I was the fish. I'm the fish." Yo, oh, so good. JT is so, so good in that movie. Oh. So leave this thing to the professionals. Also Walker. underrated, I would say. What's that? He's got. He's also kind of underrated. He's got some great co- comedic chops, mm-hmm. man. He has great time. He's always really good on SNL. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we still, we still sing the "Bring It On Down to Waffleville" or whatever song. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that JT. movie. That fun stuff. And there's also, do you remember that one sketch where it was the. It was the What's My Name, which they've done that with a couple of different people. I think this was the first one. It was him and Lady Gaga. And, like, Lady Gaga knew everybody, like, all her fans' names and stuff. And Justin Timberlake, like, didn't know the guy from NSYNC's name, like, that was in the band with him. <laughs> they did one with Mulaney, too, which was really funny, uh, where he was the cont- one of the contestants, and he couldn't remember anybody. Like, his brother, like, his best friend's wife. And so, I don't know. That's just something. To- I can't do it justice by explaining what it is. It's just Bill Hader is mm-hmm. just... Awesome. <laughs> it's funny. I vaguely Speaking do remember of, that. What's my name? Uh, it's like a game show style, right? Where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they like bring people out, and you have to guess right. who they are. And like, they like don't. I I am your wife of ten years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And one was like a doorman, and it was like the name was Norman. It was like Norman the doorman. Like, was <laughs> right there, man. <laughs> the one with Justin Timberlake. It was uh all of a sudden I can't remember the end scene. He's not, I mean, it's not one of the, it's the dark haired guy. It's the one that Eminem actually, oh, Chris Kirkpatrick. Mm-hmm. So I think that's his name. Yeah, sounds right. And like, Chris I think, uh, like somebody was playing him. It wasn't actually him, but Everybody it was, who's just, talking it was this just not Chris Kirkpatrick. Yep, there you, you go. I can't remember. I actually looked up what that was about because we send um, bye, bye, bye. And uh, I think we made a joke. We either did an outtake or we made a reference to it. But I remember mm-hmm. I actually looked up what that line was about, and I can't remember now what it was. I think it was just, it was just. I mean, it was just a joke. I don't think he had an issue with Chris Kirkpatrick, but it's over. I don't remember. Too old. Let go. It's over. Nobody listens to techno, so let's go. Just give me the signal. <laughs> I didn't like his last album. I think that was the one I didn't like. I'm kind of like Star Trek Venom. with. with- Eminem. It's every other album seems to be good. Yeah, because the one with "I'm Not Afraid" and that was amazing. That's great. Uh, um, yeah, recovery was, was pants, but relapse was great. But a lot of relapse is that, was saying, was that relapse. Then was I'm not uh, afraid? Yeah, Which one was I think that? so. Because relapse was a lot of it was apologizing for recovery. <laughs> yeah, and it had the first of song with him and Rihanna. Yes, uh, not Monster, but the other. The, um, that's why they call it Window Pain. <laughs> Yes. Oh, once yes. you leave through Which... the window, guess that's why they call it window pane. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna stand yes. there. So I have a question for the, the Englishman in the room. <laughs> yes. Something is pants. That means it's terrible. Correct. Uh, I have origin questions, and then yes. I also have vulgarity questions. Uh-huh. Is it at all vulgar to say something is um, pants? Like, is it rude or... No. Um, we... Mm. Sorry. Me and Danae have had this discussion. Me and you have not. I've, yes, I have I not had this remember. discussion. No. Um, it's not vulgar pants. I do not know the origin. That is okay. a super colloquial one that is just it's everywhere. Very, I don't think it's I've a very heard strange that. So thing. you say like <sighs> it's pants. I guess. So you you would say like the like you would just say it's that means bad. Yeah, yeah like, it's, 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 it's pants. Yeah. It's like it's a bit naff. Like yeah. that album was pants. Right. It was rubbish. It's like, like no, my, this is pants. My hair today is total pants. 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 I don't know if you'd say no. Nah, you wouldn't say it like that. That's not right. It would be like oh, that dinner was pants. 
it wasn't a good dinner. It was a you bad meal. You would say total pants. No, it was totally pants. No, because you've Americanized it now. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the the pants thing might be that, I mean, we call pants underwear, so not trousers. Oh, right. So it's closer to the anus. So it might just be that that is pants. You call underwear pants. Like pants are referring Correct. to briefs. Pants are not trousers. You called pants. You so jeans. Trousers you just call trousers. them jeans or you call them trousers? No, 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 jeans it. or trousers. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That'll be it. Can I blow your mind, Jonathan? I'm going to blow Jonathan's mind here for a second. This is my as long favorite. As it's my mind, this is yes. my favorite British factoid I've learned oh, uh, come on. since Ian has stayed here. On. In England, mm-hmm. they do not have lemonade. As you know it. As we know it. If you say lemonade in England, they will get you a Sprite or a 7-Up. 100%. That every is time. lemonade. They do not have the beverage, the sugared lemon water beverage that we call lemonade oh, okay. in England. That blows my mind. It's just, how how do you not have a drink called lemonade? It's, well, no, we do have a drink well, called no, lemonade. I know, but it's carbonated. It's... 100% of the time it is carbonated. Well, that's lemon. I mean, that's more like lemon soda, right? I mean, that's what that is. <laughs> it's lemonade. And I don't even know. It's not. That's, I well, thought Sprite. Well, that's what I told him. I, I thought said, Sprite's not lemon. That's lime, man. That's like. Yeah, that's what I see. I thought Sprite and 7-Up were lime. It's called yeah. lemonade. If it is see-through and it is fizzy and it isn't sparkling water, it's lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> The, my favorite thing about coming here is that the things I thought I was going to shock you with aren't. Right, like, we know I those things. I could never predict the things that are actually going to shock you, the mundane yeah. things well, that you just never see. Growing up in the South, man, lemonade's a, yeah. a big thing. So. Well, this genuinely it's, surprised me in a lot of cartoons because one of the stereotypes is you'll have the kid at a stand selling glasses of lemonade. Yes. And I'm like, how are you carbonating that? <laughs> genuinely, like... How are you carbonating no that? Like you deserve the you deserve more than ten cents. Why are you for selling each it so cheap? Like this That's is amazing. incredible. Oh man! I am the very model of a modern major general of information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England and like what the fuck's historical. Blue in order, alphabetical. Hey, you got to mix it up. The creator specifically. Uh, didn't want the Veggie Tales to be about Jesus. They wanted it to be more about just like biblical biblical stories. <laughs> so, biblical. About what? Is it biblical? biblical. Oh no! Uh, Is that bi- another one of your words you can't say? Biblical. Biblical. There we go. Man, I couldn't say the other day. I was trying to say iron. I, I just said it weird again. I can't. I R O N. I cannot. Iron. As in to iron something. It sounded fine. Yeah, it's fine. No, iron. No, it sounded ridiculous. Oh, I said, it said like iron. Per, it's like a person's name. Like his name is Henry Iron or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Iron. <laughs> I'm just sad that not everybody gets to hear Ian sing along with that song you can. every time. You can record it. I always think about that time Ian's mic wasn't muted. And he oh, was just right. Oh, I, I live in fear. I live in fear all the time, whether I'm sleeping or I'm at dinner, just always being recorded. I have a sickness. I like travel is my sick. Like I just booked another trip for Jen and I last night uh, for our anniversary Wild. in August. And it's just like, what am I? What is this sickness? Where do I need to go somewhere every month? Like you know, what is <laughs> yeah, this thing? We have been nonstop since yeah. February. It's gonna be yeah, fun. Yeah, awesome. We're gonna go uh, go see Penn and Teller and oh, go, yeah, you're on my bucket list. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fun. City of Sin. I did have. I did have. I will say this. We also booked tech, uh, tickets to the show that is considered the number one show in Vegas right now. 
Uh, in fact, has been called by one of the the Vegas magazines the best show in the history of Vegas, which is bold, very bold. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm sorry. So I booked tickets without doing without doing a lot of research. Uh, it's as called, one does. As one does. It's called Absinthe. Man, uh, whoever wrote that article called, just had you nailed, didn't they? they had you I'm sorry. Pinned. Is this person that said it's the greatest uh-huh. show ever in the history of Vegas ever met one Mr. Tom Jones? I I'm, I just want to. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> yes. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, no, I did a little bit of research. I knew it was a Cirque du Soleil kind oh, of thing, acrobats, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I was totally in. So we buy our tickets, and then I go do like a YouTube search. It is the raunchiest, oh, filthiest, no. like I mean, like word, like the like the Crass. I almost said narrator. The host is yeah. super inappropriate and yes. crass with the audience, get and it. all of a sudden I'm like, we have front row seats. Yeah, we are do. going to get filleted. You're going to get thing. penetrated. And I was like, I was like, Jen, I just need you to know, <laughs> I may have made a terrible mistake here. And she's like, we'll go, we'll be okay, we'll survive it, That's we won't amazing. let it ruin our week. But, oh, I bet you wish you hadn't invited your parents as well. <laughs> I really love, Jonathan, your idea of, so we haven't done like a new like B-team thing since Ian and Daniel joined. And I really love the idea of it being the breakfast club. I can't get over it. That was the only five That's person awesome. thing I could do. I think that would be perfect. It's so funny. That you'd have like, yeah. and I, I don't know who would be... Uh, I think like we should change it up to like Danae would be one of the dudes and like we should like, put Ian it up as a poll. Molly Ringwald laying in. The oh front. heck yeah, yeah. Should let I want to be discount decide. Bob. No, yeah. I'm told I'm totally Molly Ringwald. We all know I'm Molly Ringwald. <laughs> and then Danae sent her email and it made me look like a dick. So I was like, well, <laughs> how shit. often? How many times a week does that happen to all of us? Um, I cannot believe all three of us she was <laughs> just totally spaced on that. That's amazing. <clears throat> Jonathan's got it. He has yes. the segment down. Checking I've out. watched the entire movie. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That is right. That is you true. The movie. We didn't which, even watch this video. He literally bought me. the movie and watched the entire <laughs> film for the segment. And we're just like, can't be bothered <laughs> no, to just go watch this in the video. video. Uh, I'm so uh, happy now. That's so funny. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 